Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Welcome back to the Summer Reading Plan. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but y'all, we are winding down with Romans. We just have four more episodes after today. Today we will talk about the first part of chapter 14, verses 1 through 12, and tomorrow um, we will finish the chapter. So we're still in the Paranesis, or the Practical Application section of the book, and it's really been all about our relationships with God and others. As an elementary school teacher, something our district-level admin used to tell us all the time is that having good classroom management is all about relationships, relationships, relationships. And while I might not use um, the word management when I'm talking about church, the same is true for our um, health, to have a healthy church culture. It's all about relationships, relationships, relationships. But what do we do with that knowledge? I remember hearing that as a young teacher and being like, yeah, but I know relationships are important, but how do I do it? How do I cultivate these relationships? And it's one thing to know that relationships are important and even to to have a good relationship with someone, but it's a totally different thing to know how to manage a relationship in the midst of disagreement. And the skill of conflict resolution was imperative to the saints in the Roman church. And Paul addresses it here in chapter 14. Now remember, the early Roman congregation was made up of two groups. Christians who had been converted from Judaism and Gentiles who had become Christians, which is everyone else. Um, Our past few days of study have kind of gotten away from the focus on that dissonance between the two groups. But today you might want to go back and look at some of the notes on chapters 9 through 11. There was no getting around it. There would be disagreements between these two groups and disagreements about all kinds of things, big and small, that would still, um, that would continue to come up back then and that still occur in the church today. So what do we do? Paul splits this chapter into two sections. The first consists of the verses that we're reading today, which are, um, let's say, verses 1 through 12. And Paul tells us that when we disagree with our brothers and sisters, we should welcome them and not argue with them. Romans 14, 1 says, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. Verse 3 says we should do this because God has welcomed them too. That's Something we learn about God in today's scripture is that he welcomes everyone who comes to him, whether they are just like us or not. And that's a really good thing. So what does it mean to welcome your brother or sister? First, we need to recognize our position and our position should be one of humility. And if it's not, then we need to fix that. Paul will talk about this a little more later on. But what he says here is that God welcomes them and that God is the one who will judge them, not us. I want us to notice something here. Paul gives two examples here of what the church might disagree on. He talks about eating certain kinds of foods and observing certain days over others. If you've read any other letters that Paul wrote, these are two issues that come up a lot. He talks a lot about um, 
the food issue in First Corinthians and about obs- the observing certain days over others. I think he mentions it in both Galatians and Colossians. If not, it's one of those two. Um, these would have been two issues that were a really big deal in the early church and would have been divisive between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. And they might not mean as much to us, but what we can find meaning in is that Paul doesn't classify these issues as um, issues that determine whether someone is saved or unsaved, but rather he refers to them as issues that might classify Christians as either weak or strong. And there's no condemnation in that, just recognition. There will always be people we disagree with on trivial matters. And the first thing we need to do is to humble ourselves by welcoming those who disagree with us with love. The second thing is in verse 5 where Paul says, Each of you should be fully convinced in his own mind. Know what you believe and stick to it because you will have to answer to the Lord and not to man. And it makes it easier to welcome someone who disagrees with you when you know that it's not going to affect or not going to impact what you believe for yourself. We've actually already talked about God's judgment in the book of Romans way back in chapter 2. The end of this section reminded me of Romans 2, 9 through 11, which says, There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. God, we can trust him that he's going to sort it all out and that he doesn't play favorites. And that's good news for all of us.